Lord, we just give you thanks. We worship you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We want you here. That your power just break forth. God, that you can just touch and heal and deliver and do whatever you want to do. That we give you the freedom to move and to touch and to do what's needed in this house and with your people, God. For this is a new day, new wine, new power, new freedom. God is moving us forward in the kingdom. Things that we have not seen in a long time as we pick up the, the and unleash the gospel as we pick up his word and go forward in power and in the anointing of God. And we give you thanks and praise in advance for what you're doing here tonight, what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for the time in which we're living and in what you're doing. We give you thanks. I just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you left us the Holy Spirit to walk with us, talk with us, to help us know you. Without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't know you. He reveals you to us. And we want a relationship with you greater than we've ever known before. We want to be closer to you. We want a closer walk with you. We want to hear your voice clearer. We want you to say, go here, but don't go there. Do this, but don't do that. We want that leadership. We long for it. Our heart cries out. We've been praying. We've been sowing. We're reaching out. So tonight, God, take this time, this time that renew us. Help us to see things with fresh eyes. Let the scales drop from our eyes. Where our ears have been deaf, open our ears to hear Thus saith the Lord. And we give you all praise and honor tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. And you can be seated. What a wonderful atmosphere that I already feel in this place tonight that God is doing things in our life and in our heart. Are you all ready for change? You know, to know more and to do more. And that's what this service is about. It's renewal. Renew our mind. Because he says to us, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of what? Our thinking. So we're always growing. We're always changing. We're always, uh, as long as we're on this earth, we're going to be growing and maturing in God. We're never to set in the same place. But we're to get up, we're to move daily with him every day. Not looking back, getting rid of old flames, old things, but knowing that change comes in our life. And one of the things that I was uh, praying about the other day, and I was sitting in the floor <laughs> in my bedroom, and I just looked through uh, uh, into the foyer area and just different things, and I was thinking how much change that God has brought into my life since I came to know Christ when I was like nine years old. So I was very fortunate in having him uh, in my life and, you know, what I knew of him and praying and loving him and everything. And I just, all those thoughts started coming through my mind. And I said, God, I want, I want more change. I don't want to sit here. I mean, 
you know how like sometimes when you first start you get married and some of your furniture and stuff you think oh lord after a while you need change in your house you know and and that you don't change everything there's certain things that are priceless that I've had down through the years and just things that just mean something special so wherever I've moved I've taken it and so it's kind of a timeless thing and it's kind of like our faith there's certain parts of our faith that's absolutely all of it's timeless. I don't want to say anything wrong. But how that we grow in our faith, that we may start here as a young one on the milk, but we go on to eat the meat of the word and to grow and to mature in Christ. And so as I was sitting there just thinking about these things, and uh, I, I just said to God, I said, what's holding me back? What am I holding on to? And so that's what I want to ask you all tonight. What are you holding on to from the past that he can't shake it loose from you and yet it's holding you back because he wants to take you forward? A lot of times it could be bitterness. It can be fear. It can be unforgiveness. All these things that he says in his word that we need to let go of. So the Bible says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So a lot of times people don't want to change. We say we do till it touches something that we don't want to let go of. And I, I was reading uh, Kristen's uh, little post the other day and how she's changing her life and she's making lifestyle changes and stuff like that. But she said change is a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. You know, but it's an ongoing thing. It's a process to change our lives. So that means we're going to have to make changes. And because God tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And so it's the heart of man that needs change. And this is one of my first Bibles. It's the, new, it's the King James Version that I started preaching with. And of course, I went on to the New King James, and I'll read the NLT and the different ones. But I thought this was the only one when I started. Of course, we all did. But so in the decades that I've preached, this is probably my, I preached three, this was my first starter Bible. Well, there was a scripture that kept coming to me that I knew I had written a note above. I went through the last Bible I preached, I couldn't find it. Then the Bible before that I preached, I couldn't find it. I said, surely it's not in the King James. Well, I went, and sure enough, that's where I wrote that. But you know how the Word of God gets in your heart. And this is what I want to say today. Just, um, I don't want to take a lot of time on it, but I want you to think about it because I do want us to pray. Those of you that want prayer tonight, I want to definitely make room because whatever's on your heart that you, would, you want to have prayed for that way. Listen, there's many ways God heals and brings out. I mean, you can sit there and hear the word just like what happened Sunday and a, a man had a healing a couple weeks ago, which I thought was great. Or you lay hands on people or you impart. There's impartation. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that you've received from me through the laying on of hands. So there's all different ways that God uses um, to, to touch people's lives. So what I found was in, in Matthew, it was chapter 12. I just started reading back. Um, 
and, and it, it talks about uh, your destiny and words, and they were coming after Jesus because they said he cast out demons by Beelzebub and the Pharisees and all that, and it said that Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew what they were thinking. That He knows what we're thinking. So anyway, um, he talked about having a kingdom divided against itself, and a lot of times we're a lot like that. We'll have one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world, and it just depended on, depends on which feels the best. We kind of make that decision sometimes on our own, not meaning to, but if we change to put our foot over in the kingdom, that means we might have to give up something that we don't want to, if you understand what I'm saying, because we are kingdom children. We should walk in the kingdom daily and have the authority and walk in the authority of God on a daily basis because um, it, we have authority within us, the authority that's given to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times because of the way that we think, we don't think we're worthy to stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed, be made whole. Satan, in Jesus' name, I break your power in the name of Jesus, and I speak deliverance to your life. So we have that power, and there should be something about us, a flow of the Holy Spirit, that there is an aura about us that people can walk up to us and say, I don't know what it is about you, but I feel, I feel God, or I feel something different about you. What is it that you have? Because there is a strength. There is a power. When you walk in the kingdom of God on a daily basis, just not jump in and out of it. And we do. Because when we're out of it, we're over here saying, well, I don't think I can. I think, you know, Satan won't let me and all this. But over here in the kingdom, you're saying, in the name of Jesus, you get your hands off. You are in illegal territory because I'm in the legal. You don't belong over here or you have no right over me. But when you get over here in illegal and you open yourself up to the enemy, he's going to take you down. Because if you don't stand for your authority and the things that God's given you, then he is going to beat you up. <laughs> but we have to remember that we have authority and that we have to think every day, I am a child of God, and I am in the kingdom of God. And he rules. He is my father, and he has given me this authority. So you have to change your thinking in so, so many ways in your life. But he was talking about, you know, I, you know, I know the thoughts of man. And it goes on down to say, I, because of lack of time, you all read it. It's Matthew chapter 12. So it says, there's destiny in your words. This is my little topic over top that. And it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. We're known by how, how we talk, how we act, how we live. So he said, O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now, this is the, the, the word that I want to bring out. He said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, your heart is your very center of your being, is the way I look at it, because heart, soul, mind. But your heart is the center of you. And what's in your heart will 
come out in your will, your emotions, and all these different things in your life, the way you think. So the heart has to make a change. There has to be a change in the heart because I wrote down here, the heart is the root and the language is the fruit of what kind of tree you are. So your heart is your very root of, you, of who you are. And what's there out of the abundance of the heart, you're going to speak it. So he tells us that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. And he goes on to say that by your words you will be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. So really you will never control your actions or words until you can control your thoughts. Because you're, you have to have a heart change within you. And you have to be willing to be teachable. Yes. And sometimes you have to lay down the old flames to pick up what God's doing today. Like there's been things that have changed in my life from 20 years ago. The way I look at things, big things. Now, I still have the basic things that I believe in the principles and all of God. He said the laying on of hands, the forgiveness of sins, all these things in Hebrews chapter 5. But he, he said, you learn to discern. He said, I wanted to tell you so much, but you're not able yet. So I still have to give you the milk of the word and not the meat. Because is there not still jealousy among you? Is there not still all these different things, uh, anger and all these things that are operating in your life that I can't give you the meat of the word yet because you're not ready? So he tells us that, and goes on in the first verse of chapter 6 in Hebrews, that we need, we understand, we believe the principle of things, but go on. We have to go on. And so I believe we're at a place. That song means so much to me because that Bree sang there at the end because there is a pressing and there is a crushing. He's making new wine. And, you know, sometimes the only way he can make new wine is if something happens in our life that causes us to hit our knees. Because if everything's going smooth, why change? We're just that way, you know. Don't upset the apple cart. Just kind of let things be. But he wants us to have a change of our heart and to allow him to move in ways that we might not even like. Because I've had a lot of things happen in my life I didn't like. But when I look back now, I see that God did great things in my life through it. If I was willing to change. If I was willing to say, hey, maybe I was wrong. And maybe even not say maybe, but say I was wrong. Because maybe doesn't sound as bad as I was. So you see how we kind of try to justify. We're even sneaky on our own self. You know, and where God is trying to get us to look and say, quit justifying that and let's me and you get down to business. You know it was wrong, so let's make some changes. So we have to be willing 
to make changes in our life, whether we like it or not. And even like when somebody does something to us, well, I feel justified in, in getting back at them because of what they've done. But yet there's something inside of us that says, mm -mm, no, that's not the way we operate. And so we have to say, I forgive. I don't mean it yet, but we, he knows what you're thinking anyway. You might as well confess it because he'll just wait till you do. So if the quicker you confess it and get it behind you, then you can move on. So it's, it's just like, you know, I would say every day, and I've counseled people down through the years, and I just can't forgive them. They're just something, my mom did this, or my dad did that, or my sister did this, or my best friend did that. And where you have to not justify again, but forgive, and I say every day, I don't, Father, I don't feel like it yet, but because you say, and I want to obey you, and you say my words are powerful, that I forgive. I choose to forgive because that's what you want me to do, and I know it's right, but I know my heart's not there yet, so every day, or when I think about that person, I choose to forgive them. I choose. I want to. And you know, all of a sudden, one day when that person came to my mind, I didn't have that feeling anymore. Because as I was speaking forgiveness, things were happening in the spirit realm. And that's what he wants us to understand, that our heart is, is so important in our lives because we have to be willing to have a change of mind. Because your mind, your thoughts... Things that you think will eventually come, they bring action. You're eventually going to do something with it. You're going to say something. You're going to do something that you wished you'd never done. And, you know, I, I found so many times people forgive, but I tell you, words can be. They, you know, they still hurt, and they still sometimes will put a block up, and they want to forgive, but I'll never be close to you again. You know what I'm saying? So, because I'm not going to put myself in that position. And so God is always um, dealing with us. Because he does, the reason I say, you know, what do I need, what in me needs to change, is because I want to go forward. And that's what he wants for you all. None of these things that are hindering us are worth it. They're just not worth it. And it doesn't matter, you know, really what anybody says or does. You have to make choices in your life. That God says this is the way it is. And I understand that God says what he means. And he means what he says. And so there's things in our lives that that I know probably a lot of you have been hurt. I was listening to Joyce Myers, and she was talking about how she was abused by her father and all these horrible things, and you think, how in the world could you forgive that? She said, I had no childhood or anything. But she said God continually worked in her life and brought change in her life. So there's probably things happening in your life right now that you're probably not happy with, but he says there is a, a crushing. 
there's a pressing that's going on to get things out of our life to move us into the next stage of our life. Because he wants us to have the availability and take the limits off of our life with him. But when we won't change, when we won't let go, and, and you know, it's kind of funny because all my life I've heard, let go, hang on, hang on, let go. You know, I mean, but it's true. There's some things you, you have to hang on to in God, and there's some things you have to let go of to move forward. So that's what I, I said, God, what, do, what am I holding on to that you want me to let go of that I can move on with you? into this stage because he is preparing us. He's Pastor Gare's preaching on unleashing the gospel, you know, and we don't want to go out there sicker than the people we're trying to help. That's right. Amen. I mean, we, That's right. you know, honestly believe you can't give what you don't have. And, you know, I was reading in my daily devotional today, and it was talking about this uh, young man that wanted to, preach and he told this other man that wrote this that uh, his pastor would not let him have the pulpit and he said well you can have my pulpit or no he said I have a pulpit for you he said you do he said yes every street corner out here that's where I started when now he's got a huge huge church and writing books and everything else but he started just like unleashing going out Stepping out in faith and ministering to others and reaching out. Not everybody's called to the fivefold ministry, but the fivefold ministry is only there to encourage you, to fill you, to go out to do what the gospel says. So Jesus taught the disciples, you know, before they went, I just want to serve him, don't you? I mean, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. So I don't worry about that. Wherever God wants me, my gift will make room for me, whatever it is, wherever, whatever it is he wants me to do. So I don't ever worry about that because I know I have a gifting. And every person here has a gift that God wants to use in and through their life. So he wants you to know that the word renew means to rebuild or to uh, move forward. Um, oh, I can't think of all the definitions. Help me a minute. Um, Help me, Garrett. <laughs> Come on, you guys. Rebuild. Uh, huh? Yeah, it's fresh. It's kind of starting over like you're starting something new. Say for an example. I'll just give you an example if I can't think of the words. But like my house, you know, I look at it, and sometimes it just needs a clean sweep. The flowers are 50 years old. They need to go out the door. Things need to change. You need to move things around in the house. You need to re redo it. And I think sometimes we need that in our life. What, what needs to be redone in me? We get stale and stinky and old when we don't get up and move forward. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, even the social media thing. I thought, oh, gross. I have to learn all this. And, you know, I fought it. I didn't want to. But I found I was getting left behind. If you don't stay up with some of it, you get left behind. 
And so I don't want to get left behind with God. I want to move forward. I want to stay fresh. I want him to be able to change things, to renew things, refresh things in my life that need to be done. So that's basically what to renew is to uh, give a fresh outlook, uh, to see something fresh in our lives because we're not near the place that God wants us to be yet. But we're at the place that God is saying, let go of those things. Don't limit me. When you know you're supposed to forgive and you refuse to do it. Sometimes we refuse to do it. And all the things since we've been going through since the start of this, God's been telling us little things. We curse things at the very root. And some of you, since we cursed them at the root, I have seen you going through stuff. Because when things start dying at the root, we don't want them to die. But yet we're willing, we come, cut it off at the root. Let's cut it off. But then ugly things start coming up in our life, you know, and we think, oh, Lord, have mercy. But he tells us then these things that come showing up off the tree, that the root, that he wants them to die now. And he's going to bring them so clear to you that you're going to want them to die. You're going to want them to die. We talk about offenses. We talk about all. Anybody here ever been offended? Oh, my Lord. And anybody here ever had to let go of them without hurting back? And we've all done that. We've things. And then we've taken others' offenses and let them pull us down. So, and you just have to be careful and have to stay in line with what God's word says. And when your heart is looking toward him, he will change your life. And I'm telling you, and sometimes in those changes, he takes people in your life, he takes people out of your life. All kinds of changes can take place. But instead of fighting, I remember hearing a message one time, don't curse your crisis. Don't curse where you're at. Just say, God, what are you trying to show me in this? And, you know, big changes come, transitions come. I know some have come from other places to here, to uh, where God, it's totally different than maybe where they were. But God does things to make us look at things, you know, maybe differently or to show us something new that he wants us to see or to do something. We don't know. All If we're where God wants us to be, the best we can do is say, God, show me what you want me to see. I want to be in your will. I want to be in the heart of what you're doing. He is our healer. He is the only one that can truly change our heart, change the way we think. Because I've had to change a lot of the ways I've thought during the years because of things I've seen. I thought, well, I was somewhat on track, but I was a little off track too. My heart, I thought, was right, but... I thought I was sincerely right, but sometimes you're sincerely wrong. But you have to be willing to yield. Like what Pastor Garrett's been saying, you know, he doesn't want a silver vessel or a golden vessel. He wants a yielded vessel. And when you can just get down and say, take my life, you're all I want anyway. Take all these wrong thinking things out of my mind concerning church and everything. Teach me 
according to your will. And help me to love people more than I've ever loved them before. Not to be selfish. Sometimes that's what holds us back. That's, that we're limited God, limiting God because we won't make an effort. You know, God, I see that I have selfish ways in me and I don't want them. Help me. Help me to be kinder. And to be willing to renew and to change my thinking. So he's so good as to want to change our life and refresh us and, and set things in place in our life. And all you have to do, really, it isn't hard in the heart if you'll do it. But a lot of times we say we'll do things. We say we want to change, but we never make any effort to do it. Am I the only one? You know, you, you want changes in your life. You know what you need to do to bring it, but you don't want to do it. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, he loves us, and it's, I have really um, just been trying to, God, just, Take this vessel. And I don't know how else to say it, but I yield to you. I, I surrender. Um, you'll just have to show me where I refuse to see. Anybody ever been rebellious? Oh, my gosh. I got a worse spanking one time for that. And I wasn't young. I mean, I was like 15 I thought I was going to tell my dad, no, I wasn't going to do it. And anyway, I, you know, I didn't get my way. <laughs> but have you ever been stubborn? Rebellious. And, have you ever been prideful? We've all been there. You know, and I think, have you ever been deceived? I've been deceived. You know, and things happen in our life because deception will bring division. When you have been deceived, wherever it is, it will bring division, more chances than any. And then it will bring destruction. I've just seen that so many times. Deception, division, destruction and that's the last thing that we want in our life but as we pray and seek God that these things not lead us astray but that he take and and show us how to get this out of our life how to release it in our lives that this is something Joyce that you need to let go of what is it? Please. I said that when we have these things operating in our life and we see it and understand what it is, that we're being selfish or we're being prideful, that we look at it and see it for what it is, that God would take it out of our lives, that we would not limit him through that particular situation or whatever. So I believe that this is where we are 
truly that God wants us to go forth with the gospel with the understanding that these things, if they're prevalent in our life, they're going to hinder, limit the flow of the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I know that, that he let me um, minister and do, but he wants to take me further in my life because I've prayed. I want to see the power of God. I want, I want to see the manifestation of the power and the glory of God. I want to see it follow his word. That when you let go, you're going to see the difference. Because he said, you know, I will confirm the word with what? Signers, signs, wonders, and miracles. So we allow God to, to do these things in our life. So... That was my main question. What are we holding on to in our lives, our personal lives? His word is personal. When it says in there, he's talking to you and he's talking to me. And sometimes we look at it like he's talking to a big crowd. But when you read that Bible, you see that he's talking to you. That you personally is who he's speaking to. So... I believe that God is wanting to do great things in your life, and he's also wanting to use you to touch other people's lives. So there is a power, there is an aura that you will take with you, a truth, the power of Almighty God, which I love. I absolutely love it. And there's no place I would rather be, nothing I'd rather feel than his power and his glory. And to see him touch somebody's life that he would let me be a vessel that he would let me be a channel of his power I mean we are the church our this is the temple right here you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God and he's wanting to deliver us and set us free from all those things even for our own personal good as long you know as well as giving it for other people so i just want just take a moment and let's let's just pray and um see what god might say hallelujah praise you father praise you jesus Thank you.